Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 109, verses 21 through 31. But you, O Lord, my Lord, act on my behalf for your namesake, because your steadfast love is good. Deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is pierced within me. I'm gone like a shadow at evening. I'm shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak through fasting. My body has become gaunt. I'm an object of scorn to my accusers. When they see me, they shake their heads. Help me, O Lord, my God. Save me according to your steadfast love. Let them know that this is your hand. You, O Lord, have done it. Let them curse, but you will bless. Let my assailants be put to shame. May your servant be glad. May my accusers be clothed with dishonor. May they be wrapped in their own shame as in a mantle. With my mouth I'll give great thanks to the Lord. I'll praise her in the midst of the throng, for she stands at the right hand of the needy to save them from those who would condemn them to death. Ezekiel chapter 20, verses 18 through 32. I said to their children in the wilderness, Do not follow the statutes of your parents, nor observe their ordinances, nor defile yourselves with their idols. I, the Lord, am your God. Follow my statutes and be careful to observe my ordinances and hallow my Sabbaths that they may be a sign between you and me so that you may know that the Lord, that I, the Lord, am your God. But the children rebelled against me. They did not follow my statutes and they were not careful to observe my ordinances by whose observance everyone shall live. They profaned my Sabbaths. Then I thought I would pour out my wrath upon them and spend my anger against them in the wilderness. But I withheld my hand, and I acted for the sake of my name, so that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations, in whose sight I had brought them out. Moreover, I swore to them in the wilderness that I would scatter them among the nations and disperse them through the countries, because they had not executed my ordinances, but had rejected my statutes and profaned my Sabbaths, and their eyes were set on their ancestors' idols. Moreover, I gave them statutes that were not not good and ordinances by which they could not live. I defiled them through their very gifts, and their offering up all their firstborn, in order that I might horrify them, so that they might know that I am the Lord. Therefore, mortal, speak to the house of Israel and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, In this again your ancestors blasphemed me by dealing treacherously with me. For when I had brought them into the land that I swore to give them, then whenever they saw any high hill or any leafy tree, There they offered their sacrifices and presented their provocation of their offering. There they sent up their pleasing odors, and there they poured out their drink offerings. I said to them, What is the high place to which you go? So it is called Bama to this day. Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Will you defile yourselves 
after the manner of your ancestors and go astray after their detestable things. When you offer your gifts and make your children pass through fire, you defile yourselves with all your idols to this day. And shall I be consulted by you, O house of Israel? As I live, says the Lord God, I will not be consulted by you. What is in your mind shall never happen. The thought, let us be like the nations, like the tribes of the countries, and worship wood and stone. Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 through 13. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of the Holy One, the True One, who has the key of David, who opens and and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. Look, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I'll make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but are lying. I'll make them come and bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you. Because you have kept my word of patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. I am coming soon. Hold fast to what you have, so that no one may seize your crown. If you conquer, I will make you a pillar in the temple of my God. You will never go out of it. I will write on you the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down from my God out of heaven, and my own new name. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Good morning and welcome to the 12th Tuesday after Pentecost. This morning, uh, after our psalm from 109, our selection of 109, we have a reading from Ezekiel and uh, the book of Revelation. And um, there's not really a clear theme, but it does um, it does lean on the idea of togetherness and gathering. Um, you'll notice that for Israel and for the church, and in Revelation it's, it's writing to the, the, the whole meeting of Christians in Philadelphia, which is a city in, the ancient, in ancient Greece. And um, the, the point is that, or the, not the, I guess it is the point, but um, there's this kind of double-edged sword um, with collective bodies like this, and uh, that's guilt by association. And I'm sure there's some, you know, innocence or something by association. But um, the the bodies to which we belong, um, that um, you know, certainly the the body of Christ, hopefully, is one that we um, ourselves uh, understand ourselves to be a part of, but also. Um, other groups, um, the, the military is certainly one, um, you know, book club, school cohort, something like that, um, that these, these bodies have, um, spirits that, um, that have like moral substance as well. And this is kind of drawing on Walter Wink's work on the powers where he says that, um, institutions, human institutions, um, are created good, they have become corrupt, and they are in need of redemption, and that these institutions have um, 
and he, he leans on the book of Revelation and its discussion of angels of the churches. These institutions have spirits or um, characters or um, you know traits that identify them um, that people know them by. So uh, we'll say the Trump administration has a spirit and people think of that body in a certain way be based on the way it acts and how it kind of perpetuates its own story. Um, you know, uh, the American Legion or VFW. Um, Legion, for many vets, is a little bit more conservative and VFW is a little bit more progressive. Um, they're both veterans groups, they're bodies, and they have um, these characters, character traits, um, that people associate with them. And so we individually belong to these different bodies that in turn also shape us and shape people's understanding of us and and our own actual like character. So if you're, you know, say a member of the KKK, people will think certain things about you um, based on that membership. And I, I say that because just, just yesterday, in fact, um, the KKK um, organized some kind of rally in uh, a town that uh, I used to live by in Hillsborough, North Carolina. I mean, they had the robes and everything. Um, and I was actually looking through, like, thinking, like, I wonder, I wonder if I know anybody um, who's in the KKK. Um, and so these memberships um, bind us um, in, in certain ways. Um, and that's important for the body of, of Israel because God often treats them as a whole, not necessarily individually. Um, there is some treatment individually, but um, Israel as a whole um, has, has a relationship with God that is unique and that um, every member of that body throughout all generations um, carries this um, this spirit of uh, what that means to be a member of the body of Israel, same as the different churches, um, Smyrna and Philadelphia and all the others that um, John writes to in Revelation. Um, and again, that double-edged sword is that if that body Fs up, if that body's more like the KKK as opposed to, say, I don't know, NAACP or something, um, then then that will bear upon our souls, that will affect our relationship with God and with uh, uh, other groups. And the military um, has often been typecast in a more negative light for progressives and a more positive light for conservatives. Um, and that's unfortunate because the military is much more complicated than um, than to say that it's all one or the other. Um, the military, and, and this is kind of one of my interests in Pew Pew HQ, is to illuminate the fact that the military is much more complicated and nuanced, um, that we're not really having a constructive conversation if all we ever talk about is the military as a whole. Um, in order to understand, say, Israel, you have to understand how they interacted with God on this, you know, grassroots level, like what, um, you know, why, what Akan did was significant. This individual person that that 
sullied the entire um, body. Um, you have to get into the weeds somewhat to understand uh, and get past, you know, just reputation. Reputation is, is history and gossip form. But character is how uh, a person or a body really, truly um, is, um, you know, good, bad, and everywhere in between. And the military, um, just like anybody, um, it was created good. And progressives have issue with that. Um, it's also become corrupt, which conservatives might not like to hear. And it's in need of redemption, constant need of redemption, just like any human institution or person. Um, and so the military is a place in which these gatherings, these, this, this body... Um, uh, shapes who we are and how we are seen and how God sees us. Um, and it's important to get past the, you know, kind of the, the generic stuff at times in order to understand overall what kind of body um, this body produces, um, what kind of person is a part of this body and how that shapes how they understand themselves and and the kind of person they become. Proper 16, from the Book of Common Prayer. Grant, O merciful God, that your church, being gathered together in unity by your Holy Spirit, may show forth your power among all peoples, to the glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor Morning Prayer for Pew Pew People with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.